Hello, everyone. My name is Tyler Rogers. And I'm Catherine Talik. And together we make up the Culture Arc podcast. For those of you who are wondering what our podcast is about, it is a podcast where two friends join together and have a conversation in each episode. We talk about different things ranging from video games, which is how we met, to politics, to issues that we think need more awareness. Um, and it's going to be a lot of fun for us, and we're actually both very excited, right, Kate? I am very excited. I'm so excited about this because it's a place for us to talk, and other people can um, introduce their opinions on matters, and we can kind of help shed light and get some stuff into the spotlight that we think a lot more people should be aware about. Oh, exactly. And, and of course, going back to your point about... Uh, having people's different opinions. I love when people provide a different opinion. And I think this is going to be a great outlet for people to get their opinions out there, but also for us to look at their opinions and try to interpret it in the right way while also giving our own and kind of helping people understand um, different viewpoints. I feel like um, that's a big thing with video games too, is meeting people from all around the world and all different walks of life you really get to see viewpoints and opinions that you normally wouldn't see in your area, most likely. Um, you know, I live in the Deep South. Uh, I live in Alabama. And it, it's very uncommon to see different personalities here. A lot of people are very similar in multiple ways. But when I go to places like Atlanta or somewhere in Florida, or, you know, I went to New York City and Washington DC once, the very diverse backgrounds of those cities really, really just make me feel a lot more comfortable. I'm always comfortable around a lot of different people and I'm sure you are too. I too, I've gotten to meet lots of many people throughout video games and just going around to different places and I'm so thankful for a lot of the unique and kind people that I've met. Yeah, and, and you know, the two of us, we met um, playing a video game uh, called Gary's Mod and we'll get into what that is in just a minute, uh, but we want to kind of finish this little introduction. So talking about um, the different backgrounds and people, you know, we're very different people, but we're also very similar, you and I. And I think that's why we get along so well. You know, you really like to sew clothes and make beautiful Victorian era clothes, which is something I think is just awesome. But you know, I'm the kind of guy that goes out in the summertime, wears a suit and a trench coat if it's raining and carries a briefcase around and I look like a 1985 businessman who's got some kind of meeting he's gotta get to because I, I walk faster than a slow moving vehicle at this point. You know, um, it's very interesting because you do that and you do 3D printing, you love computer coding and computer things, right? Um, and I, oh. I'm a big fan of science, English, history, but also, uh, you know, I write music. Um, I have written a couple of books that have not been published yet, but, you know, it's a lot of fun. And I really think that the two of us complement one another with our differing personalities, don't you? I agree, because I feel we both, everybody has a nerdy side, I would think, and we do like a lot of this similar things. Like, we both like Star Wars and Star Trek, and I think, like, it complements, like, everyone has something different about them, and that's not necessarily bad. It's just what sets us apart from one another, 
and you know everybody's got their unique thing yeah and so that's where we kind of move into gary's mod gary's mod is a very unique game it is a sandbox style game where you are able to build and create whatever you want but it's also a role-playing kind of scenario which is what we did um and how we met kate would you like to kind of tell them how we met well, we met on a Star Wars role-playing server. It was a First Order era, and it was on the finalizer Star Destroyer, and you were in the corridor as Admiral Classy, and I came up. I remember you had a great accent. I stood at attention. I had no clue what was going on, and you just walked by, and I kind of just left because I wasn't sure what was going on. <laughs> That was our first meeting, and then we just started hanging out more through that server, and we became friends. Yeah, yeah, we did. And it was a lot of fun, really, uh, seeing all the different things um, that came from that experience. And I do remember us meeting, and it was a lot of fun, uh, especially with all the people that we were with. We're not going to try to say names because, obviously, we're trying to keep anyone from thinking that we're going to slander them or whatever but at the same time we're not really into the business of that i'll tell you uh i can say that um star wars rp was an outlet for me which is how we're going to kind of move into this next topic um star wars rp was an outlet for a lot of us uh i was being terribly just terribly bullied in in sixth and seventh grade um and e even when i was younger as well you know everyone would say oh well you know you're gay and this and that and naturally they're correct but at the same time i look at it as that was kind of my saving grace was my parents had gotten divorced uh and it, it was a lot going on i had just moved to a town where i had no idea what was going on um you know i was about as dumb as a rock uh, I made a seven on my first fractions test in fifth grade. Can, can you believe that? A seven out of 100. And uh, I mean, it, it was insane to me. I retook it and I made a 28. And that just tells you kind of how dumb I was at the time. I don't, I try not to think about that time, but it kind of brings me back to my outlet, which was video games. Um, and particularly Gary's mod, because it really provided me a whole new world to be myself, right? And I think it was very good for all of us. You think so? I agree, because I also used to escape. My mom had suffered a uh, stroke a month prior to me really getting into Gary's mod. So I used it as kind of an escape and a distraction. Um, I did have a little depression at the time, so it was a it was a distraction, and I started meeting these other people, and I could s stay home and be home, but also meet very unique and incredible people at the same time, while pretending I was somewhere else for just a little bit, even if it was just an hour or thirty minutes, I could be not where I was. I remember staying awake on those servers for about 12 hours a day, really. You know, stay on one for 12 hours, sleep for about four, get back on it, you know, you get the point. Um, I had a very hard time making friends while I was in school. And uh, that's kind of why I turned to video games like that. 
Uh, and it, it was really just not a fun thing when you see just how difficult it was for someone like me to not have the ability to make friends, you know? Um, I really felt like that made it just that much more enjoyable. Um, and this kind of takes us into our next topic, which is um, how video games adversely affect young people, right? Or older people as well. Um, there is a very common misconception um, that young people will use video games to ferment violent tendencies. And I can tell you, at least in my case and your case, that was not true. Now, the two of us had a very good friend, and I'm gonna let you take the lead on this in a second, but the two of us had a very good friend that needed video games. And Kate, I'm gonna go ahead and let you take um, the, the priority on this one because this was uh, your friend before he became my friend. You knew him a lot longer than I did. And I think this is uh, your story here. I thank you for that. Yes, we did have a very dear friend. He was in fact like, he was like a brother to me. Um, we acted like siblings. Um, but sadly, when he had lost access to be able to play these games, he had sadly um, passed away because I don't think he didn't really have a lifeline after school there was no social place for him to go he'd just come home and sleep when he would come home take a nap and then get on and play video games with us when he didn't have that access things started going downhill and we could slowly start seeing that and one day he just said goodbye and I really think that if he had had that access to these games and to us, he would still be here to this day. I mean, for hours, like day on, day in and day out, we would be gaming. It did decline a little bit as we got older. However, we always still had that bond. And him being able to come on after school and just play with his friends and get, you know, it was relaxing, it was cathartic. We could have fun, get stuff off our chest. If, you know, if we were mad or something, we could just go into a video game like Ark, you know, and beat up some dodo birds. <clears throat> yeah, and, and, and um, it really is such a shame because you do see young people like that like him who really require video games to i wouldn't say to survive necessarily but i would say to function you know function yeah. as a normal member of society it is a major major outlet especially to kids that have social anxiety um bad tendencies as well as you know emotional mental problems uh, it, it's so important and you know a lot of the people I've met you know I've been on 276 servers over the last 10 years that I'd been playing Gary's Mod and out of all of those servers I've met thousands and thousands of people and I can honestly tell you I kept close tabs on a lot of them none of those people I ever met with and, and made friends with 
um, keyword there, made friends with, were violent. Um, I had heard a couple of instances of server owners taking the donations for themselves and buying stupid things like airsoft guns and stuff. And, you know, if you're going to make a donation, you expect for that money to be used for the server. Well, some of those servers were not like that. And I remember there were a couple of court cases about it. Um, and that was actually before I met you. So, you know, it is definitely a very important thing for a lot of people. And we just kind of wanted to bring a little bit of awareness to that in this episode because, you know, it is super, super hard for a lot of people um, to go on every day without that outlet. Um, So, you know, we really, really want to emphasize this. If you or someone else you know is feeling suicidal or struggling, the suicide hotline for the United States is... 800-273-8255. That's 800-273-8255. It's also suicidepreventionlifeline.org. If you want someone who will talk to you anonymously and give you as much help as possible, trust me, these are the people that you want to talk to. And with that being said, I think it's time that we go ahead and move into our next topic and get off of this very sad but important topic, don't you? I agree. Uh, Now, I think it's time that we start covering the video games that we like and that have really made a big impact on our lives. So I'm going to let you go ahead and start with a couple of your favorites and then we'll move into some of mine. I must say, Gary's Mod is always going to be on that pedestal throne of mine on the very top of games I'll ever love. But some other good favorites I have are Alien Isolation. I love the graphic, the suspense in it. I just love the puzzles you gotta solve. I've spooked myself so many times. That's the game that really gets me scared and going. Um, Another good one, Ark. I love the Dodos. We made a Dodo army at one point. That was so fun. That sounds like fun. Another good series, it's horror, Outlast series. I absolutely love the Outlast series. I like the more dark and macabre games. I think that stems, you know, from the always, I've always loved horror. Always. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. What are some of your favorite games, Classy? Well, my absolute favorite of all time is actually not Gary's Mod, if you can believe it. Uh, My favorite of all time is The Elder Scrolls V, which is Skyrim. Um, And that came out in 2011. And I've had that game since 2011. And I can tell you that that is my favorite game of all time. It was actually one of the first video games I played religiously. Um, and it was so much fun. The exploration aspect of it, the ability to fight dragons and these very interesting creatures. The magic was my favorite part. I really loved the magic and being like a wood elf or a dark elf. Um, I really, really enjoy games that have magic because I think it's such an interesting concept to just have, you know, like flames shoot out of your hand or ice, you know, I think that's so incredibly cool. Uh, and Skyrim was so ahead of its time as well with, with its gaming mechanics and and uh, all of these really amazing storyline moments. And the fact that when you actually beat the game and you 
you, I'm not going to say how, because I don't want to spoil it for anyone who hasn't played it yet. But when you beat the game and you win the main storyline, right? You, you go through that, you complete it. The best part is the fact that you get to go right back to your life in, in, in the game and you can just continue and live out your life as much as you want. The DLCs are amazing. They add new storylines, new ideas as well. The Dawnguard DLC um, is one of my favorites because it adds the ability to become a vampire or a werewolf. Uh, obviously, I chose a vampire every single time because vampires are just cool. Um, and then the Hearthfire DLC allowed you to build homes uh, and purchase homes in Skyrim, which is just awesome. And then last but not least, the... Uh, What's the last DLC? Good lord, I've already forgotten, Kate. Just had it in my head. Oh, the Dragonborn DLC. There it is, I got it. That creates a whole new storyline for you to play right after you defeat um, and win the main storyline, right? It's awesome. It's a lot of fun. Um, it really is my favorite game because with the ever-expanding modding community in it, and the fact that they redesigned it for not only VR, but also with the special edition, it really has just continued to be one of the best games I've ever played. Uh, it is it is my favorite game of all time. Uh, another one of my favorites, and I think you can relate to this, is the classic Star Wars Battlefront games. Star Wars Battlefront 1 and 2, um, which I know you and I have played together. It's It's they were such a classic. They were actually one of the first video games I ever played on the PlayStation 2 for years. For years, I never upgraded my gaming system because I always wanted to play Battlefront 2 and Battlefront 1, and it was so much fun. What do you think of those games anyways, Kate? I loved the Star Wars Battlefront games. I would be on them for hours, and I mean hours. If you said Star Wars, I was all over it. I would play oh, that. Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. We'll definitely have to cover Star Wars and Star Trek and a couple of other favorite nerd things in uh, in, in a future episode. Uh, yeah, no, the Star Wars games are always a lot of fun. Um, Sins of a Solar Empire Rebellion. That is probably my favorite real-time strategy game. It is a very expansive, awesome game that has a lot of really cool mechanics to it. Um, especially when you get like Star Wars or Star Trek mods. My favorite mod is the Star Trek mod because obviously I'm a bigger Star Trek fan than a Star Wars fan and vice versa for you. Uh, Sins of the Solar Empire Rebellion really offers a whole new idea on how to play an RTS game because not only can you increase or decrease the amount of time it takes to travel with your ships and you know, you get to capture planets. There's no ground combat, which is kind of a bummer, but you can only imagine, right? You can imagine what it's like. Your imagination is key there. Um, you know, you get to get these amazing upgrades and you can get super capital ships, which are just awesome. Uh, my favorite thing to do was play as the Federation from Star Trek on one of the Star Trek mods and actually fight the Borg. I loved to fight the Borg. Terribly difficult, I'll tell you. But... A lot of fun. Um, I loved the challenge of that. I remember that day when you were trying to fight the board. Oh yeah, I remember. You were there because I was streaming in Discord. This has happened more than once, by the way, but what happened was I was fighting the Borg and all the other AI had capitulated at like the middle point of the game. 
And I was very upset by this because I didn't realize the Borg had actually taken them all over. I thought they just <laughs> surrendered. No, 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 no. I got closed in from on all sides and they took every one of my planets in five minutes. And I had like 35 planets and they took every one of them in like five minutes. It was insane. And I was a little pissed. I'm not gonna lie, I was a little pissed because I spent like six hours on that game too. To add insult to injury, when you died, you spawned right in the middle of the battle, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did. That's true. Um, man, I'll tell you what. And one of my last favorite games is actually Star Trek Online. Now, when I first started playing Star Trek Online in 2014, it was a great game. It was so amazing. They had a lot of great mechanics. As time has gone on, it's kind of started to fall out of favor with me. I still love it. It is still one of my top three favorite games. However, however, they've taken out some of the mechanics that they had when I had joined that I loved. Like the red alerts, right? It was like a Borg red alert, Tholian red alert. They took that out as kind of a way to grind or really just go and fight some Borg with your friends, you know? I really liked the aspect of fighting the Borg in a red alert, because it gave me the opportunity to grind my, my rank, which I thought was a great little mechanic. Um, and you know, some of the other things are, are just really sad with how they're designing some of the new ships. They're not putting in ships that have unique Starfleet designs. They're putting in ships from the TV shows that have come out, which, I'm not going to say I am and am not a fan. I'm just going to mention them because I haven't watched all of them. Although I will say that uh, Star Trek Lower Decks, one of the cartoons that they've come out with, is is hilarious. And I, I really love that show. It's hilarious. Um, I just wish they would add the Cerritos from that show into Star Trek Online. But you get the point. So, all right, Kate. Now, I think it's time that we go ahead and move into our final topic of the day and that is how have all of the games you listed had an impact on your life what did they do to help you grow as a person the games that i've seen that i played they have helped me grow into a better person they've taught me a lot about not only me but other people and i really think that they helped me find who i was and helped make me into someone I wanted to be into a better mm -hmm. person and being able to discover myself mm -hmm. through these video games I was able to become stronger you know you get a chance to be the main character of your life for just a little bit you get to feel like the main character going on these epic quests fighting these epic battles doing something that you know physics wouldn't allow for Oh, absolutely not. Um, you know, I can say uh, with full confidence that video games pulled me out of my little hermit shell. You know, I really was a hermit. I was, I, I gave off this very false sense of happiness and joy. I, I really faked it my whole life. Um, I've, I've been depressed since I was a child and it runs in the family, you know? I tried to be the happiest kid I could be, but it was so incredibly hard. Um, and when I finally got introduced into the wonderful world of video games, it was, like you said, you know, it took you to a whole new thing. You got to be the main character of your own story. 
you got to control your destiny you got to do this and that and gary's mod was the best thing for me because it really taught me how to deal with people it taught me so many skills that i never had right um and i can tell you that I really enjoyed always being the main character because I think you know this just as well as I do that I was always the main character actually uh, whether it was Admiral or Director of the ISB or being a Grand Admiral or the Emperor you know all the fun things um, and then you know when I did police RP servers it was FBI Deputy Director and you know uh, Assistant Chief of, of the little Gary's Mod police servers you know it was fun it was fun i was a household name back then and a lot of people got scared when i joined their servers because i i when i got there i took it very seriously because it was my outlet so i took role playing very seriously and when i decided it was time to leave a server i noticed that every time i left most of the time that community would die which was a total shame and i never meant for it to happen now there were a couple of times but a lot of fun and it really did uh back on topic it did introduce me to a whole new world of emotions that i didn't know i had as well as experiences and um really it it, it expanded my mind it it created a whole new tyler you know created a whole new me and it was so refreshing to have and if i could do it again i would I would never go back to a life without video games because it changed my life for the better, actually. And, you know, um, I got to meet you and so many of my other amazing friends that, you know, I, I can't imagine a life without any of you. You know, you are one of my best friends and I can't imagine ever not knowing you. I can't. Like, it's, it's like, I don't know. It's scary. It's like looking into an abyss that you don't know what's going to happen. Exactly. It's you're looking into a black hole and like there's just a void there without that person. And like it kind of wakes you up a bit when there's somebody who they either don't come on a lot anymore or they're gone. It's just like there's this mm -hmm, void. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, and yep. you always have it in the back of your memory. I cannot imagine never of meeting any of you if I hadn't been on YouTube that day and found out about Gary's mod. I just think, you know, if I hadn't figured out what Steam was or what Gary's Mod was, because I was obsessed with Star Wars. I saw Star Wars and Gary's Mod. I thought it was a Star Wars game, but it was like this exactly. whole other so did game. I. And I just... I, I thought it was, um, was going to be like a Star Wars game like that. But I got on there and I got trained at like 3 in the morning on a server and I got trained and I remember my steam name used to be classical music man <laughs> it's not that anymore obviously now it's just classy that's how I got the name classy was the guy said well you're gonna have to choose something smaller than classical music man and I was like oh you're right and um so I uh I did I chose classy and he said that was perfect and so that's what I've been known as for the last 10 years it's classy I'm just so happy happy to have met you all i'm just i just thinking back if i had never gone if i had never gone on gary's mod i never would have met you guys or you 
I'm happy I did because at that point it really was an escape for me. It helped me and I was so glad to just escape. You know, escape the soul-crushing reality for just a little bit. And I was happy. We had some really fun time. Yeah, we did. And now we get to keep them going. So on that note, everybody, we are going to go ahead and start wrapping up this first episode. We want to thank you for coming and tuning in to listen to the story of how we met, the awareness for our friend who unfortunately left this earth because he lost access to video games and also just our ability to talk. I'm so glad you were here to listen to us speak about this today. Uh, And I can assure you, so is Kate. Right, Kate? I am, and I just want to let you guys know if there is ever, if you are ever feeling down or whatnot, please, please get help because you may not know it, but you impact a lot of people in a way you'd never thought. Some people think, oh, it won't impact. It impacts them. The group just fell apart after rabies left. Like, there's still a discord. I think we were... I think we were two of the only people that stayed together yeah. after that, right? Mm. We used that as kind of a way to, to bond, yeah. really. Um, Me, you, and I've stayed into contact with another person, but uh, me mm-hmm. and Toot were just devastated. We all were. Yeah. I remember crying for, for a little while. I remember that. When you told me, I didn't believe you at first, but, you know, you were serious, and... I remember we all cried and shared some memories, and that's what it was. Uh, and with that being said, Kate, you have anything you want to say before we close out? Um, I just want to say that I love you all, and thank you for watching. I hope you guys are excited for uh, the next episode we'll have coming out. I don't know that they're watching so much as listening, but you make a good point. Oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) You're watching with your ears. Yeah, exactly. There it is. So, all right, folks. Well, uh, it is now two o'clock on the dot. So that is our time to go ahead and call this. Thank you all again for listening and i sincerely hope that we'll see you on our next episode thank you very much and we appreciate it bye now bye